Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien, and normally I say I'm checking in from the Quandel studio. Uh, You know, I I love my Quandel studio. It's been great to me, but uh, we took a little road trip today. And we ended up in Pittsburgh in Harmony at the Steamfitters 449 headquarters. So, uh, Quandle Studio, I miss you. I'll be back soon. But uh, I'm here today doing bigger and better things, joined as always by co-host Chris Martin. Hey, good morning, John, and, and welcome to the Steamfitters Technology Center. This is a beautiful facility. Yes. It's amazing. And, and like John, I have uh, gone on the road for our... Uh, episode today and the, the stalwart insurance group studio is, is resting well at home and and uh, as a reminder uh, stalwart is a health benefits and workers compensation consultancy and they focus on improving working capital through stronger management of your insurance spend in other words john they help you reduce wasted money got it so that is a very big helpful benefit and we are talking about benefits today from not from a standpoint of insurance but training benefits, workforce development. And with us today is Tom Duran, who is the apprenticeship coordinator of the building trades here with the Steamfitters Local 449. Tom, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. Good morning to both of you guys. Good it's morning, a you, pleasure. Tom. Yeah, this is quite a facility you guys it's, have. It's a very nice facility. Awesome. We've been open since 2017. Um, we have 75,000 square foot. We have building trades here, and we have an HVAC program in our and we're probably one of the nicer facilities around. Mm-hmm. At least we think so. <laughs> I can attest. I've been around the country at different training facilities, and this ranks up there with the best. It's well, it's awesome. Very impressive. We try. I mean, we're always try, we're always in uh, trying to make improvements. I mean, guys down there right now changing changing the one lab to the new and greatest stuff that's out there. So we we try. Yeah. So we are. Right now, we're north of Pittsburgh, yeah. and this is Butler County. This is Butler, Butler County. Okay. Just kind of set the stage for the audience out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're, we're right off 79. Yes. I mean, we're literally, you can hit a golf ball there if you wanted to. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of golfer are you, Tom? <laughs> I'm You're not a very good, good golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the fact that you, you, your program the way I understand it, you have the building trades and then you have your mechanical Yes, side. so in the building trades side, we have, the, if you're a welder, you're going to be in the welding program. Um, we teach pipe fitting. We teach, I mean, we're starting out, and when we first start out as a first-year apprentice, it's a five-year program. Um, you go 23 days a year, or, yeah, 23 days a school year. They're eight-hour days. You... Go basically every other week, except when you get holiday weeks, you may have another week in between. But we start out with science and basic math. In that first year, we get you, obviously you get your regular core classes that you need to have on it. I mean, safety is always a big thing with what we do, so you want to get that first. So they get that first before they do anything. They get their aircraft. They want to work in any of the hospitals. Um, but actually, before all this happens, I guess I forgot to do this. Welding is such a big thing with the cracker down there. They need so many welders, and they need a lot of welders. So we start our apprentices out at an 18-week. They come every day, five days a week for 18 weeks. It's a big 
commitment for those and it shows us if they got a commitment or not that they're they come in here because it's a unpaid apprenticeship program when we're working you're paying into that apprenticeship every every journeyman that's in our program pays a certain dollar amount mm -hmm. and it goes into our fund and that's how our funding is so they do 18 weeks of welding strictly that's all they do is welding in that time we do a little copper projects and a little bit of other stuff um, copper vic screw pipe that kind of stuff but the majority of it is welding and usually every apprentice comes out we give weld tests the whole way through and they give a ua21 test which is like our benchmark that we want every every and that's just a regular smaw process that they're welding. so they go through their 18 weeks then once they're done with their 18 weeks they go out to work and then they're working five days a week and then once June hits, then they come in one day every two or two weeks, and that's what their class is. So, like I said, and so once they start their apprenticeship in June, they go, they take their OSHA, and then they take their science, then they take their math. And that's pretty much, and we do some solder and brazing in the first year. Second year, we get them into a little bit more. So now, a lot of the things that we do is process piping all these pipes got to carry something so we teach them about hydronics and, and how the, all the pumps different work and how the, the the water is moved and we get into steam systems so you may have steam systems i mean it's basically the same thing we're moving some kind of fluid in a, a pipe at all times um so they have that and then in the second year there's three different classes that they're taking at the same time so there's a drawing class so we show them how to draw isometrically 3d and get it so you can actually relay that to another individual just because you can draw a sketch on a board doesn't mean that the next person can understand what you want <laughs> yeah. so, so stick figures are yes. out right? <laughs> well they are stick figures but it's not like it's an organized stick figures <laughs> that valve means this or a 90 looks like this so the next guy is if you're out in the field and you want to send it to the shop they they know what you want I mean, I've had a couple instances when I was working, and it was I, I was working in the fab shop, and they s said, "Here, here's this drawing," and I'm looking at the drawing. I said, "This can't be what they want," so I call them, and no, that's the way I drew it. I said, "That's not the way you drew it. You drew it, <laughs> <laughs> you drew it this way." I said, "But I assumed that you wanted it that way." So, so, so you're trying to eliminate the assumptions. Well, you're trying to, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're trying to get as much knowledge as we can in a little bit of time that we have with them. And communication is important. Well, communication is always yeah, important. Communication is the key for everything. Yep. That's what I yep. tell a lot of these apprentices. Hey, you got to communicate with me right. if you're having problems or something like that, and we'll deal with it. But if I don't know, there's nothing I can do about it. Yep. Right. So, um, so that's our second year. Third year, now we're getting into a little more qualification classes. So they take their instrumentation. Instrumentation is when you can calibrate instruments. Now that you have this fluid going through. You want to have little sensors or something that say, okay, if it's bad or if it's checking, pressure, temperature, the amount of fluid that's going through it. So that whole class is more on knowing what's going through and what pressures are going through it. Mm -hmm. um, they get that. And you also have a rigging class. So the rigging class is, I guess that's more in the fourth year, but the rigging class you have a pile pipe on the ground, you want to get it up in the air, well, you want to do it safely, so we teach individuals how to get it up in the air, dis distribution of weight, uh, center of gravity, because the first thing you got to know about is how much does it weigh. 
Do I have a crane yeah. that's big enough? Do I have straps that are big enough? Do my shackles are strong enough? And then the next thing I got to know is okay, where center of gravity is because center of gravity is north, south, east, west. Mm-hmm. It's equal weight in all directions. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have something that's if you're off center of gravity, it's not going to lean. It's not going to be nice and straight. Right. Um, so that's a good class. I, I've taught that class a lot. Um, also, in your third year, now that we got through in our second year, we did physical drawing on the. We're trying to move everything like everybody else in the world moving to the digital. Yep. So I'm start. We're starting to teach the the kids how to use Revit, which is an Autodesk product. Now you can take those little scratches that you have on the table and draw it in a computer thing, and then it's easy. Everybody's everybody's looking at everything that's the same. So we're doing that with that. Uh, in technology, a lot of days now they are using Trimble units, okay. and the Trimble units they're using it's a CAD-based program, but it's a Trimble software. If you're using a Trimble soft, if you're using a Trimble unit, but you can lay out um, points from a computer program, and the middle machine's basically telling you where it's at. So the new building that they're building over there, before they poured the concrete floor, they call bangets something that's in the concrete and you set it with the transit ahead of time so when you pour the concrete you don't have to drill the hole it's already there for your hanger for the floor below hmm. and one that. guy can lay out probably 400 points in a day wow that's that's Three efficient yes, yeah that's is. Is efficient <laughs> yeah. wow but yeah. you want to have somebody that's knowledgeable on that because that unit might be forty or fifty thousand dollars yeah. that they're using so you don't want it laying around in the bottom of the gang box you want it somewhere safe <laughs> take good care of yes. that yes. so i i do actually have one of those coming so i can start teaching the apprentices how to use it because it, it's we're not i mean we're we're giving the apprentices a little bit of everything to try to make them a more well-rounded individual so they're more marketable out in the field right so. and, and and we saw a tour of the training center and we saw all the flat screens on the walls and and the technology in use with the apprentices so it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome to see yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's coming yeah. Yeah. slowly but surely we're working we're working and we'll get there and then technology will change and we'll have to change again but. yeah <laughs> but you have the facility you have the resources to do that mm-hmm. so that's great uh, you you mentioned you know helping helping these kids become more marketable what to that point, what are you, as the apprenticeship coordinator, what are you looking for in a candidate? We're looking for a candidate that has some decent math skills, but we'll teach them if they don't. They want to be easy, willingness to learn, which is great. If you, if you get somebody that's easy to learn, they're, you, you can teach them anything. Yeah. Um, obviously, the welding skills, you want to be on time. Yep. You want to be... Ready to go to work when it's time to go to work. Yeah, it's funny because every time we talk to an apprentice coordinator, no matter what, and this has just been in my career as well, working with other building trades, on time. Yeah, on time is so important. It's I have instructors that are if you're not in there by seven o'clock because our our school goes from seven to three thirty. I hear about hey so and so, and now with the COVID, it's really noticeable now because. We do the temperature checks and we do the f- sheets. So I'm down there every morning and every day there's somebody walking in at 6:59 and there should be sitting in the room, not walking in the front door. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's a big issue, and it it means a lot on the job site. If you have two guys that are out on the job site and they're both good workers, and this guy's here 15 minutes early and that guy shows up one minute before the where you're supposed to be working, 
the kid that's 15 minutes early, he's ready to go to work. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's evident. On that same note, what what do you feel the contractors are looking for? A lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. They uh, they want to have apprentices that are here. If they if they need somebody, you need yep. somebody that's dependable, and there is a big thing. On time, on time, dependable, all, 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 all willingness to learn, like you said. It was, yeah. It's pretty much the same yeah. list. No project's the same. you got to learn each and project. Yeah. If there's a problem, <clears throat> communicate that problem to the, whoever. If it's me or if it's your foreman. Because if there's a problem, we can work out a problem. But mm-hmm. if you're just lazy and not coming to school then or work, yeah. then that's a reason that they will get rid of They'll look for the next one. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny because it, it – this applies to so many different things. You know, what, what is it? Ninety percent of eighty uh, percent of life is just showing up, mm-hmm. right? You know, and if you can simply adjust that, and again, it's so funny because every time we talk to an apprentice coordinator or apprentice director or whatever yep. it is, they all say that same that that element. So if you're listening and you're a younger person <laughs> interested in this trade, yes, just show up. Yes. Wait, set the alarm fifteen yes. minutes early. That's it. You know, it's a simple thing. Yeah, and simple thing. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean. <clears throat> What that company waking up that extra couple minutes and just being there, and you're not rushed. You know, yeah. nobody's nobody. Everybody gets excited when they get or when they're rushed. Mm-hmm. So you don't want. I mean, it gives you that little bit of calm down time before you actually get started. Yeah, yeah. It's like athletes beforehand; they always want to take a nap, or at least mm-hmm. that's what they tell me now. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Those days are long gone, yeah. unfortunately. But uh, we are sitting here today on the Building PA podcast with Tom Duran, who is the apprenticeship coordinator on the building trade side for the Steamfitters Local 449 in Harmony, and. Uh, John? Yeah. I know you have a question. I do have I a know. question. So, so how long have you been in this role? Well, in the, or as the training coordinator, I've only been here since November. I've oh, okay. been teaching since 2005, so you, 2005. So you're at both training centers, the one downtown? Actually, I've been in all three. All three, okay. So when I started out in Manaka teaching, okay, and that was all night school. So it's a lot different from day school to night school because when you're at night school, all the apprentices and myself, or all the instructors too, we got to work all day, and then we start school at six o'clock, and then we go till nine o'clock at night. Okay. Then you go home and you go back to work the next day, and then usually you went two days a week, either a Monday or Wednesday or a Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. So I started in Manaka, and then Dale, the prior uh, coordinator, mm-hmm. he just retired. Okay. So and. Um, he says, hey, I need somebody to teach rigging down here in Pittsburgh. Well, I live in Newcastle. So that was an hour and 15-minute drive <laughs> after working. Yeah. So it was fun. I enjoy. I really enjoyed teaching. So then I uh, moved from there when we opened a new facility in two, this, or January of 2017. Dale on the board said, hey, we'd like you to come on and teach full-time. And I've been teaching full-time ever since. And in November, I took over for the coordinator position when he retired. Nice. That's great. Congratulations. So, yeah. Thank you. So now you have, you know, the, the two previous training centers, and now you have the state of the art. There's mm-hmm. there's more room. You're not on top of each other in, like, previous centers. How, how has that changed your workforce development approach and your, your target areas? Did it expand at all? Or? Oh, of course it expanded. Yeah. We went from when it was Pittsburgh, we had two, three counties to deal with. Okay. Now that it is four, or four, four consolidated into we took two locals and made one now our workforce is from west virginia border to new york border 
from the Ohio border about a quarter of the way through the state. And then on top of that, did you notice uh, elevation in the, the skill level from the students? We're st- yeah, it's starting to. It's yeah. starting to get – we're starting to get with the amount of people that we have and the workforce or work that we have because we generally have anywhere from 30 to 80 applicants or acceptance a year. We, I think last year we had over 500 applicants. And we ended up, last because it was a COVID year, yeah. we took a little less. We were taking 80, 80, 80, and then last year I think we took 35. So the next this year, I don't know what the prospect is, but yeah. come April, or excuse me, August, we'll be taking an application for three weeks again, and hopefully we get another of the 500 so we have that we have that big pool to pull from so we can get the best cream of the crop of yeah. the people. It's interesting, too, that for so – you mentioned in August you're accepting applications, and it's, is that the only time of the year? That you yes, we do it for August? three weeks in August. Three weeks in so August. So it's the okay. second, third, and fourth week, and it's Monday through Saturday. And I think it's from 10 to 6, 10 to 5, 30-ish. And, and if I'm interested in, applic- uh, in applying, yes, I need to be on site, right? It's not something I can yes, do online? Yes, no, no, it's not online. It'll be, it usually takes 20 minutes. You come here, there'll be somebody waiting at the door, and obviously you need to be have some kind of proof of high school diploma and any references or stuff like that and when you do the first initial process if there's a piece that you're missing we we still can add that because what they do is they in august we take three weeks and then in september there's an aptitude test and it's all handled third party and then from that aptitude test we take whatever the board decides on how many individuals they want to do an interview with the interview process will be in october and then the new class will start in january so that'll be the 18-week welding program january and february we usually stagger them a little bit so by the time that they're done with their 18 weeks come may and june when a lot of the schools are working the hospital stuff all that stuff seems to break right right on may june the contractors have a pool of individuals we can send them first year apprentices mm. out that time so it kind of works for because you gotta when you're planning everything out you got to plan for because ultimately what are we doing we're we're, we're feeding people to a contractor yep. mm-hmm. so we want to try mm-hmm. to cater our calendar according to that mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah. so it's, it's august chris do you think you can find your high school transcript by august and I might have a hard time finding my license, let alone my <laughs> high school transcript. <laughs> That's what my wife just told me. We're going in a trip in October or September. She's like, we got to get a real ID. And I said, yeah, I have no idea where my Social Security card is. Yeah. I love that, too. I get, I get the real ID totally off the subject. Yeah. And I go to go to the li- driver's license center, and they show up, and, I, and I'm like, okay, I'm here for my real ID. Oh, we only do those on Tuesdays. Yeah. It was like a Monday. And I'm like, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, but, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Complete <laughs> yeah. sidebar there. In terms of being the apprenticeship coordinator, help our listeners understand what that is. Like, Obviously, you're teaching classes. You're, you're coordinating the whole program. But can you talk a little bit about what your role is here? Well, my role here is besides getting the schedule and making sure that everybody has books and everybody has the right room that they have to be in, a lot of times as a the coordinator, you're – you're helping people it would be nice to have a psychology degree because you're helping <laughs> yeah. guys when they have troubles they, yeah. they're i'm usually the guy that, or brad would be the other 
coordinator that would come and hey we got an issue here we got a problem here and this year with covid it's really been trying to yep. figure out okay i got covid can i come to school i said well i'm not a doctor what are the doctors saying and go from there but uh the big thing is just being there somebody that they can lean on to if they got something some issues but you spend a lot of time trying to plan on a schedule trying to make sure that everybody has a place to be trying to go to take this facility to the next level so okay how can i improve this or how can i improve that so you go to the instructor hey what do you need well, I'd like to have this. Okay, let's see if we can do that. Yeah. And how does it fit within what your resources right. you yeah. have now? Right. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And, and along the lines that John asked earlier, you know, you said you've been teaching since 2005. How did you get into this, you know, the steam fitter trade? I got into this. I uh, One of the, the journeymen that I was working with says, hey, you're kind of a sharp kid. You want to try teaching? I said, yeah, I don't care. So I went. I was supposed to be teaching with him and we were teaching just a basic math class and he says oh you can come in and just kind of help out okay <laughs> well the coordinator at that time hey uh mike can't be there anymore you're gonna have to take the class by yourself okay so then i started <laughs> and math is easy for I've, I've always liked math so math is easy I, I can handle the math class so i started teaching math and then i moved into the medgas which medgas is another certification that we do in the fifth year but in order to work on any kind of hospital systems, you have to have a MedGas certification uh -huh. because you don't want nitrogen oxide going into an oxygen line that's going into your mm -hmm. family member. So there's a whole process. It's a 40-hour class, but it's an important class when you're working on that. And cross-connection is one of the parts that you have to deal with and where you can set vents and you, where you can pull air from. And it's a neat class. And then from there, I went into the rigging, which I spent a lot of time in the rigging, and I done a lot of teaching with the revenant academy the, the technology i like the technology so yeah it's good it uh, <laughs> you don't have a choice no, you don't have a choice. <laughs> no we actually just um Br brad which is the other coordinator he's been with he's ahead of me with the technology for classroom stuff mm -hmm. but we just recently purchased 80 ipads that now we're, we're working everything towards so the try to eliminate some of this paper that's good. And, and yeah. it's time management so if i can get even though it's a multiple choice test and can get my instructors a little more time that they're not grading tests because you have 80 second year apprentices 80 third year apprentices everything they do is times 80 right mm -hmm. so it, it takes time to i mean it doesn't take a lot of time to grade the test but it it's enough time. Yep. Which eighty? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's right now. There's eighty first years, one hundred twenty second years, eighty third years, and fifty fourth years, and then the fifth years. That was the light class. I think there's thirty five, but they'll be graduating here in two more classes. They only have two more classes. Congratulations yes. to the class yes. of twenty twenty one. Is that the awesome? That's yep. good. That's great. That's great. Tom, I have to thank you. This has been this has been a great information and uh, sharing it with our listeners. Thank you for joining no, us. Anytime, uh, my door is always open. If anybody ever wants to stop in, you can call me. If you call the tra training center, Kirsten will actually send you over to me. And I don't have a problem talking to anybody. Anybody, anybody that is perspective that wants to call me. Good. Great. I'm good. good and, and on that note, how can how can people find you? Local449.com. Good. Perfect. We'll get it out there. We'll, we'll spread the word. We'll, we'll share the wealth there. That's good. Tom, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by P.J. Dick. 
To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.